Welcome back to Get Fitty With It. I am your co-host, Holly Stark. And I'm your co-host, Mary Sorensen. And today we're bringing you guys another amazing, amazing interview. So Mary, this is actually one of your friends. So can you kind of tell us a little bit about like how you know Kaylee? Yes, Kaylee and I actually met in um, the concert scene. So we met, so uh, yeah, going to like the same bands and everything like that. And we connected because she's just the, probably one of the nicest people. And if you guys know Enneagrams, she's an Enneagram too. She is like the biggest people pleaser. She is just always out to like help people. I went to, it was like a house party. These were big back then where like the band would come and you would like go see them. Oh, I remember And this. yeah. And she, I did not know anyone there. And like, I am a very like introverted extrovert. So like I went, but then I was like, oh shit, like what am I doing here? And Kaylee came out to me at that party and was like, hi, you look like you don't know anybody here. Like I'm Kaylee and like introduced herself. And it was just, we stayed friends ever since. So that was like in college. And Kaylee and I really connected because I had, enjoyed writing I used to take creative writing classes at community college and stuff but she really took to that and she is now an author a published author like put it out there her poetry it's amazing I finally finished it and it's so good um and yeah she's just such a beautiful soul one I didn't know you guys knew each other that long honestly Mm -hmm. um but (laughs) yeah I for you guys who maybe don't know me as well, I have a master's in creative writing. So getting to talk to an author was really exciting for me, mm-hmm. for like another writer. So I can't wait to have more writers on the podcast. But um, like, I got to ask all those questions about like mm-hmm. your writing process and stuff like that, which is something that's so personal for me, because it's it's something that's, that's like my my craft, I guess you could say. Yeah. But it's like, I don't get to often talk to people about writing. So that was really feel- exciting for me. <laughs> I feel like I'm like very drawn to like, people who write because I wanted to but like never pursued that so like you Kaylee I know so many other people who like write it's just amazing yeah but this episode was super fun I think we really dive into like the writing process but we go a little bit all over just like I mean I feel like most of our episodes but (laughs) definitely we definitely talk a lot about mental health um coping with breakups coping during COVID and dating and things like that so it's a really good episode and we're really excited for you guys to hear it Yeah, so we'll see you guys on the other side. Welcome back to Get Fitty With It. I'm your co-host, Mary Sorensen. And you probably don't know who that is because she never opens a podcast, (laughs) but this is Holly Stark. (laughs) And we are here today with the beautiful, magnificent, talented author, Kaylee Jensen. Excuse me. (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you. That was such a lovely introduction. (laughs) All right, let's get into this. So we are so excited, first of all, to have you here today. We've got so many burning questions. Um, but first, let's open it up to you. Let's tell tell us a little bit about who is Kaylee Jensen. Oh, Give us your best that's elevator. A loaded pitch. question. But you don't have to make it 30 <laughs> seconds. Run with it. Yeah. Oh, no, I mean, I'm just, I, I'm a little bit of a jack of all trades, if we're going to be honest with it. You know, I Same. work work in a school. I, um, sorry, my eyeball's itchy. I dog sit, as I had mentioned earlier. So if you hear dogs, that's going to be what that is. Um, obviously, I write. Um, I just like to keep busy. And then I also have a podcast of my own. Yes, we love it. What's your podcast called? Um, Glitter and Gore, which is with my friend Cami, And we talk about women in horror. Oh, interesting. Yes, and it is Women in Horror Month, the month of February. So didn't know that. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's a big thing they do. So that was, that's my, my, my little plug for you. 
<laughs> awesome. I love it. So, um, really quick side question, like yeah. women in horror. What do you mean by that? Cause now I'm curious, like I don't watch horror films because I'll shit myself in my bed. Um, so can you, can you explain a little bit more? <laughs> the graphic detail, Holly. What we do is like, so we'll watch a horror movie and then we'll like rate it on a scale of like one to like five, if it's like for women or if it's like a really bad representation of women. And then the second half of our episode, we'll usually um, like pick like an actress or someone who like a female producer or a female writer or something that has to do with the film genre and then like highlight them. That's so cool. I've never heard of a podcast focused like that. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and then, and then sometimes we'll do like a general theme. So we did like, when we did the Stepford Wives, we talked about gaslighting. Oh, I forgot about Stepford Wives. Yeah. And the original is way creepier than like the 2005 like remake. That's the one I've seen. So yeah, of I've never seen it. Like the original yeah. is so creepier, but yeah. So it's just kind of, we're highlighting because the film industry is really male dominated especially and then especially in the horror genre so we're kind of like nope we're gonna we're gonna reclaim it so I love that. that's awesome and for those that don't know you that well um you did get your degree in film and directing correct um producing. I should know this no you're good hey because <laughs> it, that's I started producing a different show under that network and then Cami and I decided to start our own but yes so my, my, my degree is in film I love it Awesome. So our jack of all trades, we're going to start with your most recent success of putting out your own poetry book. Yes. What inspired you to A, go with poetry and B, just in general, the whole idea of the book? So I am like an, I'm an avid reader. I've read 12 books already this year. I love that. Like, so in like 2021. <laughs> You know, so but poetry is like my favorite genre and that's kind of um, and I'm also avid writer so it was an easier way to kind of process because this book is a lot of my I would say like 99% of it is like my dating history so it's a lot of processing because you know everybody mm -hmm. goes through those heart those like heartbreaks and stuff and then being able to process it and then hopefully it like resonates with somebody else is like that's all I would ever dream of all I would ever want I love that wow me and Mary were so yeah. um so <laughs> Kaylee, as, as an author myself uh, and someone who writes, can you talk a little bit about the publishing process, what you did, things like that? Because I feel like that's so often not talked about. So when I talk with my friends about that, they're like, oh, I didn't realize like things could be that complicated and, you know, things like that. I'm like, yeah, there's a lot to the writing industry that I don't think people understand. Yeah, no, there is a lot. And it's, and I've done things on both sides. So I self-published this one just because um, I know that poetry, I know how you could kind of make that boom on social media because it's a very Instagrammable stuff mm -hmm. that resonates kind of with like our age group, a little bit younger than us, you know, so that's why I decided to self-publish, but I am working with a client and we're looking at public going through like the traditional publishing routes and it is a challenge so when I was in college I worked for a producer who also had uh, like a book um, part of his company as well so okay. like Walden Media so like Holes who like all of those books that was under his publishing brand okay. so I learned a lot about publishing I've read that one yeah <laughs> I have to shout myself out because I haven't read a lot of books. So. She like actually shouted that out too. Yeah, I read that one. I read oh, that one. 
was going to say, it was an older hoot. <laughs> so I learned a lot about the publishing through that way. And it is, it is tedious. It is, you know, and mm-hmm. everything I will say from film and publishing, the first draft is never what it ends up. No. Never. 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 So, and the best thing is it's being persistent. That's the best thing I can say is being persistent. Cause just because one publisher doesn't go for it. Like sometimes it, all it comes down to is having a tiny, tiny, tiny company want it. And then it'll spark a bidding war because they're like, well, Oh, somebody's taking a risk. Now maybe we should take mm-hmm. a risk. So definitely Tell- shopping the industry, seeing what they're buying. Sorry. That's Holly. true. Oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about like your writing process. What does that look like for you? Cause I know everyone's going to have a different process. Yeah. I am the kind of person where I will carry like a physical notebook with me at all times just to be that. able to jot things down. Um, I also have a running notes in my phone of just like, cause it, sometimes, you know, you're driving and something will spark, you know, I'll be like, yep. Hey, sorry. Take a note. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just say everything. I love that. I have like, oh. What do you want it to say? <laughs> Seriously, everybody's, everybody's. I just wanted to let you know we also have a special guest today. It's Siri. <laughs> Her name's S I R I. I don't want to say it again to trigger anyone's phones. Let me tell you, I didn't even know I had that turned on, like just like saying so that was new to me. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> oh, my bad. But you know, I, um, and I try to give myself 30 minutes a day to write. I love not that. Never, not everything you write is going to be great. Yeah. Someday, yeah. Some days it's 30 minutes to write a sentence. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it'll just, I'll just start going. Um, another really great resource that I found is like the like 642 things to write about and just like pick a prompt in there and then just, mm-hmm. just kind of get the brain going. Definitely. You know, Definitely. and I love that. Yeah. So that's kind of, I just want to always try to write at least something every day, even if it's just journaling, just something to get the brain in that headspace. I love that. And kind of sticking off that question, <laughs> I love talking about writing and I don't get to talk about it very often. <laughs> um, when you sit down to write, what does, do you have like a ritual around it? So for me, I love having music on. So like my novel, I have to be listening to Hosier. He, oh, I, I channel, that. I channel him, but just for this one novel. Okay. And I love that. So it's like, I have to have him playing. I like to have candles. I like to have certain crystals around me. So that's my kind of process for writing. So what does yours look like when you actually sit to write? Um, so usually, hey, that's my coffee, bud. Um, coffee <laughs> is usually a go-to for me. I like to have that extra, like kind of external source of energy, if that makes sense. My yeah. desk that I have um, has all of my crystals on it with my succulents and all of my plants and stuff. And it's just kind of like creating that like Zen space to just kind of feel safe to just like dive into it. I love that. Mine's okay. covered in dog hair and <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Can't or, relate. Or I'm sitting in my new bed and I'm just like, here I am with my like bed table. And I was like, all right, here we go. I love that. Um, kind of going back to what you said, it kind of inspired you for your poetry book that you just put out. Yeah. Um, you said it's a lot of like your dating history. Yep. And I want to know, cause we're a health-based podcast, yeah. um, how kind of writing this poetry book helped with your mental health, getting over, you know, breakups, like you said, and how it kind of pushed you towards like, I mean, 
me personally, I know you, so I know how confident you've been and how like there was just such a shift in who you are and how you act and things like that after publishing this book and kind of getting it out there. So can you kind of tell us the process of moving forward and how writing kind of helped you with that? Right. So the book is broken into three sections. So it's called Parked Cars and the Anxious Heart. So Parked Cars is kind of, it's kind of that. Oh word. yeah. I probably should have put the title out there too. Okay. I just got so excited. <laughs> hey, I'm here for excited. That's great. But so like the first section is kind of that more like angsty, angry stuff. And then like the middle is the anxious heart, which is kind of a little bit more of the healing, some of the happy stuff, but some of the really raw stuff. And then the last section is the letters. And I would say that was the most like cathartic because it's, there's a lot of those letters are directed to the person Mm -hmm. because closure is hard. You don't always get closure, you know, Mm -hmm. even though you, and that's, and I'm definitely a closure person. Like I want the closure to be able to be like, all right, I can move on. And that doesn't always happen. Mm -hmm. So writing it was able to kind of like, well, I'm saying my piece. And if they find this book and they read it, then technically they're hearing the last thing that I wanted to say. I love that. I love that. (laughs) I will say, which is kind of funny is actually two of the guys that are mentioned in the book have read it. Nice. (laughs) They both had very different reactions. And um, it was just, it was kind of one of those things where I was like, all right, like one of them literally was just like, Hey, I read your book and letter. Sorry, I hurt you. And I was like, you're the worst kind of person. (laughs) (laughs) It's like afterthought. Sorry about you. (laughs) Like, oh, three months after the whole thing. Okay. Like, I mean, I, like, I appreciate it. And then like Mm -hmm. the worst part was, and then the next thing I got was clearly you've been through a lot the last few years and I didn't help. So again, I'm sorry, I hurt you. And I was like, cool. Thanks. I'm like, all right, we're good. Fine. There's the closure. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like what's that quote you guys probably both know it because you are writers but it's like being friends with a writer like just know that you could end up in the book or something like that like there's an actual quote but I can't think of what it is but it's like you should know if you're dating a writer or like friends with a writer like you are a character like you could become a character it's very true so they took that risk with you you know oh yeah (laughs) do you feel like um uh Sorry, I got distracted. (laughs) No, that was my bad. That was my bad. Uh, My brain just stopped working. Um, He's opening the slider door, so I muted myself. So I didn't want you to think I was leaving. It was just no, no, no. You're fine with the interview. (laughs) See ya. Uh, No, so I guess with like the mental health aspect, do you feel like it was detrimental to kind of keep that inside this whole time before you started actually deciding that you were going to put this piece of writing out into the world I mean it was writing it was half the battle that was half the releasing it right so it was Mm -hmm. kind of still processing it regardless Mm -hmm. the more I kind of sat on it the more I was like this could be beneficial to people other than just me like I love that you know the words that I'm saying Mm -hmm. I could be in a similar situation and be like I feel so alone I don't know if anyone else gets me and then I'm able to be like I do so that was why I decided to do it. And that's why, and I, I, when I released it, I did it for like as cheap as possible. Cause it's not so much about like, let me make all this money. It's more like, Hey, I want people to be able to hopefully Burn find this thing in the world. Yeah. And just like, and have comfort in it. If some, if, if it helps one person, it's a win. I love that. I think that's such a good way to look at it too. Like that's, that was like one of our intentions, even starting this podcast is yeah. if one person can listen to it and you know, heal or change or learn something or whatever, like that's a win for us. And so I think that coming into that intention, because let's face it, 
the writing industry, you're more than likely not going to be making a lot of money unless you're a JK Rowling or something like that, which obviously would love to be, but it's not really a realistic (laughs) dream. Like that's just not where writing is and where that industry is and everyone's self-publishing. You know, and you can be super successful that way too. Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I did it through Amazon, um, through their like Kindle stuff. And so like you can get a physical copy or like on Kindle and like their rates and everything are really great. Like, I mean, I'm still making money on it. I'm not like making nothing, but it's like, okay, great. Like, and then I have it enlisted with Kindle Unlimited. So people who pay for that, they can read it for free. It's like included in their subscription. Oh, that's cool. Which is awesome was, you know, I could choose to do that or not, but I was like, well, again, I want people to read it. Not, it's not huge. Like, okay, that's like not the only way I'm making money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd rather have more people be able to read it than not, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I feel like too, like I have a Kindle that I, I used for like six months and then never used it again when I was traveling. I sure. like physical books. I, that's just me. But when I did use that Kindle, I remember going through the free section because I was like, it's free why not read it like see what's out there and so I think that's just a good way for you to get exposure right especially as a new newer author like newer published author oh yeah no no and you and I are kindred spirits in that I'm definitely more of a physical book person but I do also have a kindle and sometimes there are like authors that I like that only really they did like a kindle exclusive so it's like I can only read it on kindle so I was like all right but I like to have the physical or something about it yeah the only books Sorry, Mary. I was going to say the only books I ever read on my Kindle were the True Blood series, which will date when I was that that alone is going to date that statement to when I probably was reading that. So like a good 2010. (laughs) That's so funny. I was going to say I'm all audio all the way. I love a physical book. I buy a lot of physical books, but I feel like I don't finish a lot. of. Mary doesn't crack a lot of the physical books. (laughs) They look great on my shelf. I love I love audiobooks though too. Like sometimes I'll yeah. like have the physical book and the audiobook at the same time. So if I'm driving, oh, yeah. I can keep reading, you know. Yeah. Reading, but then like and just pick up a physical copy when I'm not driving a vehicle. So For sure. I, I just I like to take in a lot. I'm an avid podcast person as well, avid book reader. I just I want to take it all in. That's awesome. Um, kind of shifting gears a little bit, kind of on the same topic, but a little bit away from writing. Um, Sorry, Holly. Sorry, guys. Okay. Canceling you. I guys. can always come back. <laughs> exactly. And we will. We will. We'll circle back. But as far as with this weird world that we're living in right now, um, Holly and I wanted to kind of. In these unprecedented times. Oh, uh, yeah. Her favorite word. Unprecedented. <laughs> um, Holly and I have been with our significant others for a very long time. So we kind of wanted to dive into what what is it like to be the dating. <laughs> Yeah, to date in general in this world, like I mean, even before quarantine, but also especially in quarantine, where you know you can't really like go see people. It's a lot about apps now, and I mean, Holly and her fiance they met on an app. So mm-hmm. okay, Cupid. Mm-hmm. Okay. So nice. Okay. Okay, Cupid. <laughs> uh, anyways, so I guess what is it like? A, like dating just in general in 2020, 2021, and then on top of that with quarantine. So I have an interesting story, you know, just in general with it, where I had like started, I had started talking to somebody prior to quarantine happening. Mm -hmm. 
COVID and then invested a bunch of time into that person. And I shouldn't have, you know, we learned that one the hard way, <laughs> um, but it like made it easier because even though there was distance because the world was shut down anyways, it was like, okay, I can constantly talk to you because it's not like we're doing anything. Mm-hmm. But you know, now that I've kind of given myself the time to heal from that and like getting back into the game, it's, it's mm-hmm. interesting because there are still guys out there. So, you know, I'm 28 my range is like 27 to like 32 because I'm like, I don't want to date anything younger because that's like my brother's age. That's weird for me. Mm-hmm. Anybody else you do, you. but for me, I'm like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> but there are still guys in their thirties that are like, Hey, you want to hook up? I'm like pandemic. Shouldn't you be looking to settle down? Like, and like you do like, yeah. but for me, I'm like, okay, if I'm like, if I'm 30, I would want to be settling down. I wouldn't want to be like, okay. Yeah. So, sorry, give me one second. I don't know where the dog went. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Lost dog. Well, you don't remember that big bad windstorm we had a few weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He like blew down part of his fence, but he like fixed it, like MacGyvered it. So <laughs> I just hope that, you know, I'm like, okay, come in. Oh, okay, thank dog, you. Dog broke out the fence. Yeah. Broke down the fence. <laughs> no, Shelby, I don't, I don't want to run around. Okay. I'm so sorry. I, I'm here. We are good. <laughs> thank you for, for understanding me for a moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's been it's I it's it's funny because I actually have my first like date with somebody new next week nice but that's also partly but I because I got my I mean I just got my first COVID shot vaccine yesterday nice so it's kind of like oh is it a physical date are you doing like a virtual date we're doing a physical date because we've done like the kind of like virtual talky stuff so okay um so it's just kind of I'm excited but it's also kind of like you know uh I almost said parameters that wasn't it precautions are being taken good sure but like (laughs) it's it's interesting with the whole pandemic I feel like people have forgotten how to talk to each other yeah I definitely agree with that like have like forgotten how to interact with each other so it's been really interesting to see on these apps how some of these you know men are communicating some are like let me get to know you some of are like straight to like let's get down and dirty send in some photos right. <laughs> listen i, I remember many, my time the I know, photos still to this day i'm getting unsolicited and i'm like Please no don't one do this. wants that okay no. like it's just girls aren't like visual beings i feel like so i mean not i don't know i can't speak no. for everyone no. but mm-hmm. i just feel like i don't need to see that like I'm not gonna see unless that it's have live it and in on. person. Like I <laughs> yeah. want, I want 3D version of this. Like oh, I don't 3D need it. print me something. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't, I don't need that. I don't, I don't um, need a picture of it. But thanks. I mean, be like the new, the new old Doritos 3D. <laughs> you know, new old. <laughs> oh my god. But oh, it's so funny. But you know, it's just they just forgot how to be normal talk. people. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I mean, it's kind of like you have like five bad ones for like every like good one. It's true. That, yeah, that might be generous. It might be a little bit more like ten bad ones, but you know. Yeah, for Tomato sure. And, yeah, <laughs> and I feel like it's like going off of that. Like you talked about how, like the, the age range and them not being like where they're like, where you want them to be essentially. Sure. And in their life and in their development and things like that. Um, how do you feel like being someone who's like a boss who's like doing your own thing. Like you've got your job, you've got your book, you've got, you know, you've got plans for yourself. Like, how do you feel that affects like dating, especially in the world where like women are 
on top of the world and like being single is like fine now like it's not seen as like I feel like back in the day it was seen as like I'm single like even with Valentine's Day like around the corner it's literally tomorrow and it's like people used to be like oh well if you're single and now it's like I'm gonna go out with my girlfriends I'm gonna do my own thing like I don't need no man like how do you feel with that kind of mantra that's going on in the world too oh, I'm here for it. like I said it's Galentine's Day technically today because that's the day before yeah. Valentine's Day so happy Galentine's ladies happy um, Galentine's I just like talked right through Mary I was Leslie so cool. oh, no, we're fine. gonna go get waffles <laughs> <laughs> so I I mean I because of who I am as a person I'm very mm-hmm. much I'm not settling for anything so if it's not what I want it to be then I'm not gonna waste my time I love that and, and I'm um I think the importance with the whole thing about being able to be single and like being like able to own it is that like, it's like, I know who I am mm-hmm. or I add somebody else into the equation. I love that. Because I think about like being back in high school, like when, and I'm just totally generalizing here, but like once certain couples, like once two people start dating, they kind of change who they are to mesh. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I'm like, oh no, I already know who I am and we're not going to, I mean, I, I obviously want to mesh with you, but I'm not going to be changing my expectations, For sure. my morals, anything to fit what you want. To uh-huh. relate to you on that high school level and your horror films. Yeah. Um, the only reason that I've seen the Saw movies is because I pretended to like horror films in high school to impress the guy I was dating. I was like, oh yeah, I love them. Live for them. Love it. Let's out do it. All, out of all the horror movies really saw, like the torture, like the worst. <laughs> it was literally the worst thing of my life. So <laughs> that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, it well, was bad. Like, I didn't like, I didn't get into really the horror genre until like college. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, at I, all. I like, never, I left it behind in high school. So <laughs> no, and that, like, that's fair. And the thing is like, but also like if I'm talking to someone and they don't like horror I'm like that's okay like I just I I mean that doesn't mean I'm gonna stop watching them but like I'm sure there's something else we like match on like yeah I have been been the person where I was like willing to throw away that like side of me to be like okay Mm -hmm. this fits better like and I was like wait no that's so stupid yeah I think that like especially with the whole like mantra of being like I can be single if I want like I'm I'm good but Mm -hmm. like it would be nice to be with someone type of thing it's like I think that that's taken away such the stigma of like having to change for a guy or like having to fit a certain mold and like you said you said it perfectly it's like I know myself so I know who like I want to be with and like I'm just still looking you know it's also go ahead sorry I was gonna say it's also like I think as we get older like we we know how to set those boundaries for ourselves because like I bet like 21 year old you would you know it's like you're you would be like like you said, oh, I'll just stop watching horror films then. Then you don't like that. Whereas like, as we get older, we're like, no, that's, that's my fucking thing. Like, you're going to have your thing. I'm going to have my thing. We're going to, we're going to have overlapping, but we also need our own similar or Mm -hmm. similar separate interests. Oh my gosh. 21 years me met a guy after coming back from my college program at Disney and like nothing else mattered. And it was like for a summer and it was a whirlwind, like, it's still like in that relationship relationship still one of the most like damaging ones I've ever had yeah and like, I, I definitely think that like you being like an Enneagram two as well like 
for people who don't know, like Enneagrams, you should probably go take your test. But it's like very like people pleasing and like you put everyone before you and you're like, it, it, I think there was one thing that you posted too that was like, never forget a birthday, like never forget to text someone back. And that's like, you are such a Enneagram too. It's unreal. Yeah. Listen, I haven't taken the test yet, but that sounds like me. <laughs> oh, you should. Yeah, you should take the test. I honestly think that it like really helps you like know yourself a little bit better. But like with that aspect of it, it's, it's really cool to see you break that mold of being like, I don't need to please everybody. Like, and I don't need to find a guy and try to change myself to please you. Right. And obviously we've all been in situations where that's happened when we were younger, but like Holly said, it's like, as you grow, you realize what, what you are and what your like core things are. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I mean, I have a friend who like dove in like this weekend just was like, I'm the worst, you know, all my friends are married, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, great. But first I went, so I'm not your friend. Like, and they're like, oh, what do I mean? I was like, oh, well, you're saying all of your friends. So I'm just calling you out. But like, just because somebody like found their person in high school doesn't mean that like your person's not out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like, you know, cause like I know in high school, it feels like it's like the end of the world where it's like, oh my gosh, everyone's got whatever. When I went to prom senior year, we literally had a table of 10 girls. None of us had dates. I mm-hmm. think that's how mine Love was too. Like one, one of us had a date and the rest were all just girls. And I, and I never didn't have, I, I that was bad English. I always had someone to like slow dance with. Cause my guy friends are like, Oh, well, I don't want, I don't want Kaylee to not have someone. So then my friends who had dates had to sit out a slow dance at least once that night because their guy, because our guy friends were like, Nope, I'm coming. I was like, great. Yeah. See other aspect is like, I did have dates and I regret them yeah. <laughs> every single one not one did I like going with so like I wish I would have just gone with my girlfriends um the one time I had a date for a school dance um we decided it was like it was like a it was not like it wasn't homecoming or prom it was one of those other ones in the middle and we like decided we're like we'll just go to the movies instead (laughs) I love that (laughs) so and I think I don't know it's just dating so interesting and it's just kind of like you can't rush it you can't force it yeah, wow. for sure. And I feel like that's also why, like, not to be like negative Nancy over here, but like, I also feel like that's why divorce rates and people who are in like their 40s or 50s are getting divorced now, you know, after their kids grow up and stuff, they're separating from each other because they, some of them did stay together for their kids and some of them, like, they just don't have anything in common. And some people do just stay together because they're like, oh, well, like, I'm that's too all old I know. To, like, yeah, it's all I know. Like, we're friends, like, we get along, we're good roommates type of thing. But I think that back in the day it was so much more prevalent to like find someone have kids yeah exactly but like change who you are and like try to make that mold and like fit in there and like make things fit like make things work and fit and that kind of stuff whereas now it's like you get to be picky because some of these people in high school that got together and stayed together forever they will stay together forever some of them won't some of them won't work out you're going to realize that when you were 16 and had going to the football game in common like is a little bit different when you get older and you have actual like real life issues. So, and I think one thing that has changed with that too, is like, let's say our parents, for instance, growing up Mm -hmm. when they were growing up, they didn't have the internet. Like you met who you met and that's it. Where now we have all these different options. Like we can talk to someone in a different state. So we have that option to be pickier, I think, Mm -hmm. because we have literally the world at our fingertips. Like, yeah, my mom, for instance, grew up in a very, very small town. So besides the towns around her, like she didn't go out, you know, 
anywhere else, you know, really for the most part. So it's like, she knew those people. And if someone didn't come to her town or her friend of a friend didn't know someone, well, then you didn't know anyone. Like Mm -hmm. it's just changed how, how we interact with other humans. For sure. And I look at my parents. So my parents have been married for 30 years, I think somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But my dad was married with my mom for five years. Obviously got divorced he like won't talk about her hates her whatever my mom is the second oldest out of her five out of like the five kids she mm-hmm. was the last one to get married you know so it's kind of like my mom's like but I didn't settle for anything in between there my dad when they started dating was like I'm never getting married again and you know here he is you know 30 yeah. later <laughs> like this was kind of like my parents have that mentality of just like okay just because it's not happening yet doesn't mean it never will just because you yeah. know mm-hmm. No, I'm still in my twenties, you know, and my mom's like, I was in my, thir- I was, I was in my thirties when I met your dad. Yeah. I think it's just changed so much too, because we think that, especially with like, my mom got married when she was 19, didn't work out, they got divorced, but like, at the same time, it's like, they used to like jump into it really quickly. Whereas now, like, I thought I was going to be married with kids by, you know, this age, 25. you know, by 25. Yeah. 25. And now I'm 28, still not married because Thank you, COVID. But it's coming. It's around the corner. But like, I thought that things would be different. But now that I'm 28, I still feel like I'm a child. Like, I still don't feel like, like, I talk about it at work. And I'm like, well, that's like a real adult. <laughs> like, I'm not a real adult yet. Like, I need an adult year adult, please. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm just like, like, I'm 28. John is 34. And it's like, we clearly saw our lives going differently and being in different situations, but now it's like, I don't even want a kid till I'm 30. So it's, I don't know. I just feel like things have changed so much and things are so different than how they used to be that like Holly said, it's like, you get to be pickier, you get to choose your life differently and you just, there's just more out there. Like we know more. So. Also like women have careers now that used to not be a thing, you know? Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. Well, and I'd love to not have one of those though, you know? Well, I mean, <laughs> okay, Mary. Well, not all of us want to go backwards here. <laughs> well, see, Mary, you know me. You know me well. I've I've always had two jobs. I'm always mm-hmm. hustling. I I don't do. I do not thrive in times where I'm just stagnant. Yeah. Like I will take on thirty million projects just to feel busy. Not not to just feel busy, but to feel like fulfilled. I'm like I need yeah. to be busy too. So and sometimes they're in dating that can be a struggle because the guys are just like, oh well, I like to do spontaneous plans. I'm like, okay, I'm a Type A personality give me like you and holly both give me give me like 24 hours like give, i don't even need, i don't i need it on my calendar <laughs> i need i need something on my calendar like because but okay so as a sidebar to that though so with this date that i have next week he was like hey i've got to plan a work trip and i've got a few other things to get on the calendar in the next couple of weeks but i want to schedule a date with you first and build everything else around it so look at that yeah. you guys will fit I was like, okay, well, I'm like, well, I appreciate, like, so he's making time. Mm-hmm. There was an effort of initiated and saying, like, I'm making you a priority. So like, let's make this work if you want to. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, so that's kind of, it's like, okay. And are you, I'm really good at, uh, you know, connecting with guys that live an hour or more away. Same. It's fine. good though. Up. Yeah. But so he's 70 minutes away and he's like, I'll come to you. Don't worry. Like, cause I'm initiating it. I'll Aww. come to you. So I was like, okay. So it's like refreshing after you know, the last situation I had, it's like night and day. He doesn't live here anymore. We hate him. You do. 
and by we I mean Mary, <laughs> Mary hates them. Um, but no, you and Holly are so similar in the type A. We had a another podcast. We were on someone else's podcast this morning, and like literally, Holly texted me last night and was like, "Are we gonna get like a Zoom meeting?" Invite? I was waiting or... so I could put it on my calendar, and so Mary's like, yeah, a, "I don't think they'll do that." I was like, "I don't think that's gonna happen." And then she like messaged them, and they were like, "Yeah, I'll let you know like five to ten minutes before." And I was like, "Holly is not doing well. <laughs> like she is not gonna be okay with that." <laughs> But yeah, yeah, you guys are very similar in that way. Like that's why both of you probably get so irritated with me because I said it on the podcast this morning, but it's like, I'm so type B that I'm almost type C. Like I had, like, I'm so like, I don't care. And then it's like, I'll make plans and then I'm like flaky. So it's like happened. Kaylee's like, can I put something on my schedule with you? And I'm like, I don't know. Can you? What's the <laughs> schedule? Like what's my calendar? <laughs> but, but like with you specifically, I can be flexible and you know that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, for sure. There's certain things where it's like, okay, like, and that was like with this, because we, because we had to reschedule this and right away, I was like, okay, this came up. If I can't move it, it's fine. But if we can, and you guys were super easy to shift it, which I really mm-hmm. appreciated. Oh, my bad. Oh, sorry. That was really loud. <laughs> You're on my computer. I hate when sorry. I like, <laughs> that's the only problem with, sorry, my side tangent, but with like Mac products, yes. like Apple products, I have to turn everything off. Different. But like, but I can't turn the text off because on the computer or else I won't hear you. Oh yeah. Dude. <laughs> I totally lost my thought. I'm so sorry. That stupid text just ruined it for me. No, it's okay. Um, kind of shifting gears a little bit again, um, <laughs> because we do like to talk about different health facets. Um, since I know you again, personally, I know that you have had such a health journey in the past I keep forgetting that it was 2021, but like last year, I guess. Um, And you're still on it and you lost a significant amount of weight. How has that been? And how was it doing this within like quarantine? Did that make it easier or harder? Because I know you've been working two jobs through it all. And that's also very tough. It, It helps keep routine. Again, that type A, like having a routine is great. Um, I prefer to work out in the morning now with, now that with, with the job I have now, it's hard to do that because of mm-hmm. just everything else that's expected. But if I can at least do yoga before I get out of bed, you know, there's so many great like videos about like waking up in the morning yoga just to get the body and like setting your intention for the day. Like, I'm like, okay, great. You guys are so, so the working out. The working out is, is <laughs> it's great. But the working out is so critical to the balance of like the mental health as well. Like, yes, it's good for my physical body, yes. but like the days that I don't work out, this is the head's a mess, mm-hmm. you know? And then, um, I did, so, you know, I doing the workouts plus, um, Weight Watchers or WW cause they, you know, reimagined it. Mm-hmm. I don't, I have no <laughs> issue saying, I have no issue saying Weight Watchers. I don't know why, but it's fine. But doing that as well, it just taught me to be more creative with my food and what I can do with that. So then I like fell back in love with cooking. So I was like, Oh, I found this recipe and I want to try it. And then, you know, the family would have it. They're like, Oh, this is really great. And I'm like, okay, great. Now we're all eating healthier. Beautiful. You know? So, yeah. but quarantine has made it easier because there's a little bit more flexibility in time. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, okay, I'm not going like, and plus you're not going out to eat. You're not going out to the bar with your girls. Like you're not doing yeah. that thing. So it's a little bit easier to stay on the path but because of the last year working on it they're like instilled in me I love that and I want to touch on the what you said because we talk about this all the time of just how each I always think of it as like inside out like the Disney Pixar where it's like you have all your different like islands and it's like spiritual health mental health like physical health and if one of those is 
turned off or like not working, it's going to affect the entire like mental state, your body, how you're feeling, how your day is going to go, how your week's going to go. And I just, I love that you brought that up because we talk about it literally all the time about how your physical health can affect your mental health exponentially. Oh yeah. And that's, I am a huge advocate for mental health, like aggressively. So like maybe more than I should be, (laughs) it's gotten me in trouble before. That's why I say it that way. But, um, I'm a big believer that I think everybody should have a therapist. I don't, I don't think I agree. Well, say I don't think there's anything wrong with it. You know, I just I think like um, I just read maybe you should talk to someone the book mm-hmm. and it's about a therapist who goes and gets a therapist and talks about her whole journey with that. Love that. I think that's critical. So I mean, I will talk about mental health any day if somebody comes to me and it's like, hey, I'm thinking about therapy, but I'm embarrassed. I'm like, oh, I've been seeing my therapist for the last ten years. Like, do it. It's so good for you. Like. Mm-hmm you know, it's taking care of yourself, just like you do with eating well and working and like working out, moving your body. It's the same thing. As a very type A person, because I'm someone too, who is doing a million things, like doesn't slow down, but I've learned in the last few years, like how important that slow down and relaxation is. And I've had to think of different things to do. So I was just talking to one of my coworkers the other day, cause she's very much the same way we are. And she was like, well, how did you find relaxing hobbies? And I was like, you know, I tried what everyone else was trying and sometimes those things didn't work. So then I found like painting, which is like with watercolors Not, I'm terrible at it, but it's something yes. that relaxes me. Animal crossing relaxes me. Okay. okay. Sorry. Really quick. Holly painting as well. Like I really, you really are just like kindred spirits in this play. <laughs> Cause painting Mary, you know, that's been yeah. a big thing for me for since high school. So yeah, no. So continue. I'm sorry, but I just, Oh, you're like- okay. <laughs> So obviously maybe painting is one of these things, but like, what are those items? So what are those things you go to, to relax and kind of take you out of that? Like, I need to go, I need to do, I need to please kind of mode. Um, I have implemented Thursdays and Sundays as like self-care nights. So I'll do like all the like skincare stuff. I will do the, I'll do the bath bomb, you know, I'll do that, like that kind of stuff either you know, so usually Sundays is like the bath bomb kind of just like really zenning out, getting ready, like setting intention for the week. And then the Thursday is like, I'll do all my different like face masks, like the ordinary is great. So doing all of those different things. And like, that's that like, okay, let's just like take, take the beat for you. Mm-hmm. you know, like, and I've been feeling better about having those. It's about making time for it. Yeah. It's also what I found. Yeah. yeah. And for that's, sure. You know, I try to turn the screens off an hour before bed to just kind of read or listen to something or that kind of stuff. And how did you like, trying to think of the right way to phrase this, when did you come to the realization that you have to bring in relaxation and you can't always go without burning yourself out? Because it took me until probably like 26, 27 to really like learn that. I was probably, it was probably about 25 for me. So right in that same, same, the same window for you because of so many times I had crashed and burned. Yeah. Especially like there was a job that I was doing where I was giving and giving and giving and not really getting a lot back. And Mm -hmm. then I would crash and burn. And then I was living at this frequency of just high anxiety that I could barely function because I was so, just so crazed about everything. And after after I quit that job, I literally flew to LA the next day. Like I was like, I'm out. And then I like flew to LA for a week. And, um, there were some things on the calendar, but like, but nothing crazy. Yeah. And it took a good month for my phone to bring me not to like panic. 
So, um, but there was a conversation that I had had. I don't know if either of you watch Criminal Minds at all. Um, I, I, I not religiously, to. but I, I'll say I've definitely yeah. watched a, okay. a large handful of episodes. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, so, so the actress who plays Penelope, Love her. she was doing a one woman show in LA and I convinced my cousin to go with me. Like I convinced her to go and um, her show was called Mess. And I was like, all right, like, let's just go. And it was a really small theater. I didn't know it was going to be this small. And I got to meet her after, which was like huge. I, Criminal Minds is like my favorite, my absolute favorite show. So it was huge for me. And she came up to me, she's like, hi, I don't know you. Who are you? Where are you from? So we like had this whole conversation. And I had said that my previous boss had called me a mess. And that was why it was so like serendipitous that this was the show. And she told me, she said, I had a job just like that and I quit. And now I'm living this life. Like you made the best That's choice. Amazing. So that, that also was that like reminder of kind of like, okay, if I had, I not quit that job that was making me go crazy and take the week off to just take the beat to breathe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of like when it was the huge game changer. I was like, okay, not that I needed a celebrity to tell me it, but it didn't hurt. No, yeah, I sometimes feel like it's the world, hearing it just yeah, the from world a different person. For sure. Yeah. I wanted to touch upon something because I think that mental health gets looked over because people who are functioning and like have functioning anxiety, people are like, well, you can like, you're going to work. You're still like doing all your things. Like you're getting things done. Like, I think that people don't really realize that. So I'm glad that you touched upon like the fact that you were still going to your job. You were still getting all the things done, but you were vibrating at a frequency of just constant stress and anxiety where people think that that's not a thing. Like they don't, if you don't have it, or if you haven't had it, I think that people don't get it. And I think that it's very easy, like even like high functioning depression, like a lot of people have that. Yeah. And it's just like, people think, well, you don't look sad. You're not acting sad. You're still showing up to work. You must not be sad. And like, I hate the word sad using it for depression, but you know how it is with people. Like they're like, just be happy or you seem happy. Like, why aren't you happy? It's like, okay. It's not like about like just those like sad or happy emotions. Like there's so much more like in there, you know? Well, and with that, so you had mentioned inside out earlier, um, a few students that I have, that I have had asked, um, they were talking about like, oh, if we were inside out characters, who would we be? And the one was like, I would be disgust. And the other one's like, oh, I would be um, anger, which was true. And I was like, well, what would I be? And I was curious because, you know, and they're like, oh, duh, you'd be joy, like, duh. And I was like, I'm like in a really bad, like dip right now but like for to hear that like I'm like okay well if I'm pers- if I'm giving that to the kids then I'm like great you know like that's awesome mm-hmm. receiving it as joy but like I was like yeah but like you know sadness definitely likes to live up there too you know mm-hmm. like but and that's why I'm also such a big advocate because you know school's hard and like I feel for these kids and I want to be able to help them mm-hmm. so like if we can normalize mental health stuff like please let's do that Yeah, for sure. And I feel like you and Holly, again, another similarity between the both of you is that you guys are very positive, very, I don't want to like happy for lack of a better word, but just like vibrating at a very high energy that like is contagious when you are on the up and up. But I think that people take that and they're like, oh, well, they're just such positive people. Like there's no way that they could be struggling with anything, you know? And I think that that's very difficult. And so I like opening up this conversation and having people hear it because I know my anxiety is different than your anxiety and it's different than Holly's anxiety and all of us deal with it very differently. And I think that people, even if you have anxiety, it's hard to understand someone else's anxiety. Oh, well, and that's like, so I'm on 
like I take a med for it because same. my anxiety is, you know, but in, in who said same me. Okay. And I can almost guarantee we're not on the same one. No, probably not. Like, yeah. you know, well, and cause the one I'm on is like still in like trials. It's still like new, new. So it's like mm-hmm. expensive, but it's what's working for me. So why would I change, change it? it? Yeah. But it's like hard, but I'm like, okay, I'm paying $2 a pill. Yeah. You know, like, and that's, but it's like, but it's working, you know? And I, I just, I think it's important to normalize that stuff because I think. Well, even that with like, you take medication, Holly takes medication. I tried medication and it made me nauseous. It made me even worse than I was. And it's like, I have nothing against people taking medication, whatever works for anybody. But again, it's just, it's so different for so many people. And I'm so glad that mental health is being talked about more. And again, we've touched upon this so many times in our podcast, but it just, it needs to be talked about even more than it is being talked about. And I don't know if you guys watched the documentary on Britney Spears. Not yet. You're like, I haven't yet. I didn't even know this was the thing. So please tell me more. So it's it's called uh, Framing Britney and it's part of a series of like framing other people. Um, I didn't think it was like the best documentary in the whole world, but they did say something in it that really struck me, which is about mental health. So when Britney shaved her head, hit the um, paparazzi or whatever with the umbrella, like everybody was like, she's insane. Like she's crazy. Like, God forbid you could think about the fact that those paparazzis were on her 24 seven, causing her extreme mental anxiety, like extreme mental health. But they said it in the documentary, they said mental health was not widely talked about back then. True. So people True. wrote people off as crazy, even yep. though it she, maybe she was just having anxiety. Maybe she had a breakdown because you wouldn't leave her the F alone. You know, it's like, there's so many things that like were not talked about back then that like now people would feel bad for her. People would be there for her and be like that she's going through this and that and like all these different things. But back then it was just like, she's insane, write her off. Right. Well, let's even think back to like hysteria, like women suffering from hysteria. It's that's it's been a, you know, that's been around for forever. Mm-hmm. And I think that Mary, that was a great reference to the whole Britney Spears thing. Cause that's a whole, with the whole conservative, the conservatorship. I can never say it. So don't worry. Hard to say, but like <laughs> that whole thing, like when you watch that, you're like, okay, like, okay, maybe this isn't like deserved. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. So that's just, it's life's hard. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, and I was very fortunate to live in a house that mental health was openly discussed because mm-hmm. it's like, I know that I get my anxiety from my mom's side and like the OC and I was, I was diagnosed with OCD in fifth grade. That's crazy. So, like, so we had started this conversation when Good. I was very yeah. young because I, uh, my hands are always dry regardless because I would just wash my hands over and over because I was so afraid of getting sick. And that's mm-hmm. how the OCD started. I mean, well, that was how it came to light. But so I've always been like, nope, it's, there's nothing wrong with you. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with you. Like, okay. So if you want to talk about an issue, like, let's talk about it. Like, you know, it's, I just, it's, I don't want anyone to feel like they can't talk about it. I guess that yeah. is my big thing is if you're having an issue and you're struggling, tell me, and I will happily listen to you. I'm not going to discredit yeah. you. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm having, I'm really anxious today. Okay. Do you know what's causing it? No, not exactly. Okay. That's fine. Then, you know, let's, let's see what we can do. Yeah. Well, some people don't even know that they're like that they have anxiety or depression or right. anything until you really go through it like, like a rock bottom or something yeah so yeah. john had um he doesn't really like struggle with anxiety or anything like that that i mean not badly um sure. 
but he when he got blood clots he was so stressed out about because blood clots are a very serious thing and he didn't know and they didn't really educate him at the hospital about it and he thought one of his clots had burst and that he was so he had a panic attack and it was the first panic attack he's ever had in his whole life and so I called 911 because he like I didn't know and you don't he know didn't know and he thought he couldn't sure. breathe so we and blood clots so I called 911 had the ambulance come and take him and everything and then we realized he was just having a panic attack and he was like is this what it's like when you have anxiety attacks and I was like yeah sometimes it can be like that when I have really bad ones and until you go through something like that do you even understand what someone else and some people will never go through it and bless them you know good for them that they won't but some people just don't understand it until they see a loved one go through it or they go through it themselves and that's really hard to explain I'm sure you guys have probably tried to explain your anxiety or depression to someone and they're like okay like Mm -hmm. still not really sure what you're talking about you know but it's very hard there's been a few guys I've been on dates with where they like just don't get it mental health was talked about in their house nothing and I'm like wow it must be nice to like be able to live in this world where that doesn't impact mm-hmm. you like which you know but I'm like but I know so many people that it does impact mm-hmm. and I don't wish it upon anybody no, but never. It's, it's if you've never experienced it and you don't know about it then just keep your mouth shut and that goes for like anything you know yeah. but especially for but I feel like people do feel the need to say things and you know the world is cruel but <laughs> I, I think that it's it's good that we open up the conversation and that especially with you teaching high schoolers and eventually, I mean, you'll teach other places too and have taught other places. Mm-hmm. It's just nice to know that our future generations, that conversation's opened up too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think social emotional learning is critical to the success of everything and it all plays in together. I feel real, I'm really feeling for the kids that are still in school right now. It's yeah. been a year since they've been able to have a normal day at school yeah you know like and it's and doing all your classes on zoom is hard yeah yeah like that's I'm really thankful for technology but I also like hate it at the same time yeah I feel because that people don't know how to interact anymore because we've been living like this mm-hmm. for the last year or for I sh- that's a very big generalization not everybody has been practicing the safety of a lot a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> yeah just trying to you know keep it kosher <laughs> you know but it's it's true I mean some people have been doing their traveling and like whatever I'm not gonna tell you what to do but you know I've been someone where a lot of my interactions have been like this so when I do get to see somebody I get very I'm like a dog I get so excited I'm like oh you're real that's awesome yeah. a real human <laughs> <laughs> so as we kind of come to a, a closure um with everything being said um, at the end of the day, what kind of keeps you pushing forward? Sorry, the dog just got, the dog wanted to answer that one for me. I was like, wow, was that, I like looked away for a second. I was like, did she just really think about that? <laughs> no, no, the dog Shelby, she's chilling over by the door. So she must've saw something, but what I just think really keeps me going is that there's still so much work to do, like, and not as in like physical work, but I just think that like, I have so much more to give. Mm-hmm. that there's more that I need to do. I'm going to try to let her out. I'm so sorry. You're fine. I'm crying. <laughs> the beauties of dog sitting. I know. I mean, like, I love dogs. I mean, dogs make the world a better place. Oh, for sure. I feel the same about cats. Yeah. <laughs> hey, animals. Fine. I, 
I house at all kinds of animals all the time, but no, the big thing is that I think that there's just so much more work to do and I have so much more that I feel like I have to offer. So that's like what keeps me going. I love that. And, um, I, we have a mantra in our, in our house that is be safe, be smart, have fun. And that's always, that. um, so I have that tattooed here. Um, so my mom, my dad, and my brother's handwriting for each line. And then when my grandma passed away, she had a journal and I had, it was given to me. So I was reading through it every once, every single line, every single entry started with life goes on. I love that. So that's also tattooed right below that in this, in her handwriting, but it's the, there's, there's more, there's more work to do. There's more to do. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you can't stop. You, you can break, you can take a break, you can take a beat, but you, stopping, you have, you've got to keep going. Yeah. I love that. And what would you say, Kaylee, are three things that you're grateful for today? Um, chatting with you guys for sure. <laughs> um, cause I, I loved, it. I'm so, I was so excited when you guys reached out. Um, it's snowing, so it's really pretty. As long as you don't have anywhere to be. <laughs> Which, I, mean, I, I mean, I had to go places. But I, I'm really enjoying being able to watch the snow and then for dog cuddles. Oh, yeah. love it. The literal best. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I just, I, 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 there's joy in the little things. Definitely. I love that. Definitely. All right. So again, as we close out, where can our listeners find you? You can find me across the boards for all the socials at your girl Cajun. Um, and then if you're looking for the book, that's on Amazon, which is parked cars in the anxious heart. And that is under Cajun, K-A-Y-J-E-N. And what I was the podcast that. name one more time? Well, Glitter and gore. Um, oh. We'll talk about women in horror, which is a lot of fun. It's not and I will also say, if you're not a horror fan, that's okay. It's much more like comedic. It's not like, woo, let me spook you. <laughs> <laughs> woo. I love that. And um, we'll also have everything in the show notes. So anyone who's listening. I was going to say that. Well, you know what? I wanted to talk. <laughs> you open Mary. So Holly has True. to Holly's it. closing out. <laughs> Um, so make sure you go follow Kaylee on Instagram, follow the podcast, buy the book, just do all the things because we are peer pressuring you to do so. <laughs> well, and speaking of, I have a copy for one of your listeners. Oh yes, yes Mary I was me. just going to say that. So an exclusive for one of our listeners, um, we are going to be doing a giveaway on Instagram. So go ahead and follow us and follow Kaylee to see the rules on how to enter the giveaway to win Kaylee's poetry book, which I have it and I love it. And I haven't completed it because you know how long it takes me to read a book, but yes. I'm working on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I highly, highly recommend that you enter this giveaway because it is such a good book um and honestly like I read some of the stuff and I'm like yeah relatable like so relatable like to old boyfriends to current fiancés (laughs) it's relatable so um no matter where you are in your journey with dating but Kaylee thank you so much for coming on we love talking to you thank you for having me on this was so much fun my heart is so full (laughs) I love it. I love it. Thank you again. And we will see you guys in the outro. Wasn't that such a fun episode? It was so fun. I, I love Kaylee so much. I think that she's just so such a good person. And I think that if you guys are looking for a new book for this month, definitely check out Kaylee's poetry book. Um, It's definitely got one of those vibes, you know, Definitely. And um, don't we have like a giveaway 
going on, Mary? Yes, we have a giveaway going on this week, and I am so excited. Um, it, that actually slipped my mind that we are doing that. <laughs> I assume when you kind of said something about the book and didn't mention the giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will be doing a giveaway. Um, all the information will be on our Instagram at Get Fitty With It Pod. I almost said it instagram.com <laughs> um, we own days, instagram guys. now actually yeah um but we will be doing a giveaway basically it's like most instagram giveaways where you have to follow us and follow kaylee and that'll be your entry but again all the information and details will be on our instagram this week um to get her book so one of you guys could get it for free Yes. And if you're not and a lucky winner, go buy it anyways. That's what I was just going to say. I want to go <laughs> buy it. So you go buy it too if you don't win, but definitely enter the giveaway because why not? You know, Kaylee's being nice enough to give us one of her books. So yes. to, I almost said raffle off. We're not raffling anything. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I mean, a little bit, but anyway, yeah. I'm just going to end that thought. I don't know. I yeah. don't know exactly where that train was leading. No, we are so thankful for everybody who comes on our podcast. We don't ask of anything from them. Um, everyone who has done a giveaway with us or has given us something, whether it's a link or exercise or something like that, um, they have all offered that up because we just have the nicest guests in the world. Yeah. So um, we're so thankful to everyone who's been on and who has done that. Um, so, yeah. And um I wanted to also say a little thank you to you guys because we are just under 1500 listens currently as we're recording this, um, yes. which is a huge milestone for us. So thank you for you guys for, for tuning in. And I know a lot of you have found us through a Haley Jordan episode yes. and obviously we freaking love Haley and we so love Haley for coming here, you know, and, and for her, but staying around and listening to some other episodes. We really appreciate that. And We've been getting some really exciting messages from you guys who are brand new to us and have no idea who me and Mary are, which is really fun for us. And just something like that. It's we get to take this baby that we created and now we're seeing like it go past just the people we mm -hmm. know. Um, yeah. So it's just been really fun. So thank you guys. It is so exciting. We are so thankful for each and every one of you guys. And if you guys came from Haley or if you come from Kaylee or if you come from any of our other guests um, or if you come from the Fired Up Pod, we just released an episode on their podcast. Um, so if you do come from any of those, let us know. Say hi. Um, we love meeting new people. We love talking. Obviously, we have a podcast. Um, so definitely just come say hi to us. We love meeting you guys. And I know we say thank you in like every episode, I swear, but it just, it really means a lot to us. So that's why we keep saying it because the, the amount of gratitude is hard for us to express just, mm -hmm. just into words. So we're just going to keep saying it because that's all we can do on a podcast is talk. Honestly. And I think like, like we always say, we started this as a passion project and just seeing it grow, like Holly said, it's our baby. And we send each other like how many listens we have all the time. Like all we're just time. so excited. Like this is so new to us and it's just so exciting. So again, thank you. And we hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Make sure you um, run run over to our Instagram. I don't know why I can't ever speak, but run run over to our Instagram, enter the giveaway with Kaylee um, and make sure to drop us a message or tag us in a story if you guys are liking the episodes. Yes. Um, and if you guys have any guests or ideas of episodes that you guys are looking forward to, let us know. You can email us at getfittywithitpod at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram at getfittywithitpod and everything will be in the show notes below for you guys. All right. Bye. Hope you have a beautiful day.